You know, when I think of going to work every day and the passion and the intelligence, um, the resolve, the discipline that everybody showed, I also think of two questions that we all have received during the course of multiple publicity runs. And one is, did we know that this movie was going to receive this kind of response? Meaning, was it gonna make billions of dollars? Was it gonna, was it, was it gonna make a billion dollars? Was it um, going to still be around during this award season? And the second question is, has it changed the industry? Has it actually changed the way this industry works? Um, how it sees us? And, and my answer to that is to be young, gifted, and black. Um, we all know what it's like to be told that there is not a place for you to be featured, yet you are young, gifted, and black. We know what it's like to be told to say there's not a, a screen for you to be featured on, a stage for you to be featured on. We know what it's like to be the tail and not the head. We know what it's like to be beneath and not above. And that is what we went to work with every day because we knew not that we would be around during award season or that it would make a billion dollars, but we knew that we had something special that we wanted to give the world, that we could be full human beings in the roles that we were playing, that we, cre we could create a world that exemplified a world that we wanted to see. We knew that we had something that we wanted to give. And one thing I do know, what did it change the industry? I know that you can't have a Black Panther now without a two on it. So we love you and we celebrate it. <laughs> right there, that was Chadwick Bozeman. Rest in peace to our first black superhero. As I said before, uh, being a black man, we got a lot of, lot of, a lot of obstacles in life. Being a black woman had a lot of obstacles too. When Chadwick Boseman came in and became one of our first superheroes, not because he was black, but he he was more of like an icon, a cultural, cultural being. He did, he sold what he did. He he surpassed one billion dollars with Black Panther. I could actually tell my son that we finally have a black superhero after we seen so many superheroes, Iron Man. Chris Evans and uh, and uh, Captain America. We have one superhero. A lot of people would probably say it's Spawn, but Black Panther was more than just just a character. It was a cultural shift, saying that us black men could become a big star in some in a industry that is mostly white. To let you know this, four years he battled colon cancer. He did not say one word. He still did it. He became Thurgood Marshall. He became Jackie Brown, Black Panther, 42 Jackie Robinson. And he did not complain not once. His circle around him didn't say anything. Circle around him say not one word. Not one word. Four-year battle. People made fun of him about six, seven months ago when he came in with a picture. He was skinny. People made fun of him saying 
that is he playing a role? But he not said one word. He didn't say, hey, I'm dying. I'm sick. Stage three cancer at the time. It, it, it went all the way up to stage four. He became one of our icons. He became one of the people that we look up to. I look, I watched that movie eight times because I'd never seen a black superhero before in my life. Didn't even know it had, it was even a choice. I, I thought I had to pick Hulk because he was a little different. I thought I had to pick somebody who, who didn't look like me. Then I saw him and I say he was automatically my favorite character. I don't shed tears on anybody, but when I saw Chadwick Boseman, it was it was surprising me. I shed a tear, and there's only a couple of couple of stars who probably make me shed a tear, but he was one of them. Black Panther changed my life. I was more excited for Black Panther than my kids. I said before I watched it eight times, I made them watch it because you know it was a cultural shift, and we knew what was happening. We knew what was happening. A lot of people have that this big debate. Debate saying, hey, how are we going to replace him? How are we going to change him? His legacy has already lived on. I don't know how we're going to change, how we're going to replace him, but it's only one, one Black Panther, and that's Chadwick Boseman. He gave us so much, and he he took so little. He, he taught me a lot as a man, as a creator, and... As I said before, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. As I said before, it was one of those days I was I was shocked, and then I knew something was up about seven eight months ago, and I didn't want I didn't want to wish for the worst, but I knew something was up. Our stars are going too too going too quick. Twenty twenty is starting to take everybody. It's gonna be a time, especially now that I'm thirty three. I know it's going to keep on coming that most of the people I love and most of the people I see is going to pass away. And it doesn't get easier, and it, it sure gets harder, but we have to figure out a way to kind of move past this turmoil in America, deaths, and a lot of grief. Recipes of Chad's proposal, okay? So, what's going on, OG? Um... I mean, you said it all. You really did. I mean, he was very influential to kids, uh, to adults. He was a phenomenal actor. He had so many different ranges, uh, so many different characters. And um, and what's more important is that he shed light on um, on different people, whether it be an athlete, um, Supreme Court Justice, Thurgood Marshall, um, James Brown. Uh, so many people that he just captured their their like likeness, their image, and he put everything just so that way he can educate people, um, you know, through the way that he can only the way that he could as an actor, and then uh, and then he topped all of that when he came out with Black Panther. Civil War was uh, the first time I seen him, uh, and then at that point when I went to watch it at uh, the movie theaters with my sons. Uh, they were just in awe of it. They were like, same thing, a black superhero. And they didn't grow up, you know, knowing Spawn. Uh, you brought up uh, other black superheroes, uh, Green Lantern, uh, Falcon. I mean, they, did, they didn't know them. So when they saw Black Panther, same thing. It was just, and you're just happy for them. And now 
they're just as sad as us, and you're even more sad for them. Yeah, he he was something, someone I love. I tell you, now he's, I didn't know that guy as a person, but at the end of the day, you know, he gave me something that a lot of actors and uh, politicians can't just give me, and that gave me hope because I really, really felt like it was one of those things that I, I just. It, it was it was tough. It was tough. I said before, a lot of the people actually, um, a lot of uh, superstars, people we love, is going to pass away pretty soon, and uh, hopefully they live long. Of course, I'm not jinxing anyone, but it's come a time and a time, uh, come a time and age that you'll notice that people will pass, and it's one of those things I'm just not used to. But as I said, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, and hopefully he he find peace. Recipes King, Wakanda forever. Uh, the other thing too, which I find like even more remarkable, is that it was four years that he battled colon cancer, and for four years he was involved in movies, uh, interviews, you know, uh, you know, just anything, you know, in producing, you know. Um, it, so while he's battling cancer, he's still working. Through the pain, chemotherapy, anything that you can figure goes through somebody's brain when they're in that doctor's office. He's going through it. And then when he's done, he's out there, you know, making sure that he's performing at his best to send a message, you know, to portray only the way that he could with a positive message through his movies. And he was doing this and still contributing to other kids that had cancer, you know, kids themselves that otherwise couldn't you know, maybe express how they feel other than they're in pain, but he can understood, you know, he understood how they were feeling. He knew what the kids were going through. He was able to just tell them, hey, it's going to be okay because I know what you're going through. And nobody knew that, you know, he just kept that to himself. And he was going through this all along while we're watching his movies and being entertained. You know, I didn't watch 21 Bridges. I definitely was meaning to. But I can imagine doing all those stunts, right, that he was doing, you know, you know, throughout the city. I think, I think, I don't know if it was shot in Brooklyn or where it was shot in New York, but through, doing all those stunts. And then as soon as he's done at some point, you know, going back, you know, to wherever to get a checkup or whatever it may be. Well, as I said before, I just, I want to kind of pay my respect to him. So right now we're in a, a, a bit of situation, um, it happened again. Happened again. And Jacob Blake shot seven times in the back. Happened again. Again to the point that it just is just gonna keep on coming and it's not gonna happen. I had someone tell me why do people why these guys just don't comply? The question is, why are you still satisfied with that? It's always it's always a justification and then an acknowledgement. All we want you to do is acknowledge that it is a problem. It is a problem with police police brutality, racism, racism, bigots. It's a problem. Regardless of how you like it, how you want to ignore it, how you say it, how your views are, it's a problem. The biggest difference between international is they tell you they're racist. For some reason, the United States do not want to tell you they're racist. They just blatantly just have a blind eye and just say, forget it. We're not racist. We're a great country. It's a problem. Now they have a 17-year-old that shot, killed two people, and everyone justifying it. 
saying it's self-defense. A 17-year-old. When I was 17, what did I do? I was I was playing basketball, playing football, yeah. playing video games. I didn't have a gun at 17. I never had a gun at 17. And then you, you think about Tamir Rice. He had a play gun. They shot him in within 5 to 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then this 17-year-old really walked to a police officer, hands up. They didn't even know he was. He wasn't a threat. When you start thinking of black people as weapons, that's what you get. You get a lot of police officers that scared to death, scared to death, scared of their life, mm-hmm. thinking that we're weapons. But they don't see anything else wrong with a 17-year-old having a gun. They're giving them water before they even have the gun. 17-year-old. Keep in mind, what can 17-year-old do? I remember when a day when someone, a sex trafficking victim, killed his uh, killed her abuser. She went to jail. I, I remember Tamir Rice, young, play gun. Went to jail. I even see a 15-year-old was doing moves that he saw in WWE. He went to jail. Lock him up. Yeah, I remember that. 17-year-old. Have a gun. People justify that self-defense, but think about it. I don't even know that you could legally have a gun when you're 17. No, you can't. Uh, you, you have to be 18 to, to be able to apply for uh, with the blue card. I can't. I, I never heard that in my life. They are ready. Before I go, I want everyone to know how... I try to be a stand-up guy, try to be a nice guy, because I know if something ever happens to me when it comes to police brutality, they will try to go through the past and say, hey, he was this, he was a something else, and it doesn't matter to a lot of people. They try to say he had he was reaching for a knife. Five officers against one, he's reaching for a knife. Mm-hmm. Then I, I have people arguing with me saying he was, uh, he was kidnapping kids, he was a domestic violence abuser. Like, come on. Come on. It don't make no sense. It doesn't make any sense. As I said before, when uh, George Floyd happened, they automatically said he was a drug abuser. He was a, a, a criminal. He was a, a natural-born criminal. Mm-hmm. I have Candace Owens telling me that he, why do we praise him as a martyr? Come on. Until you understand how to be black, you will never understand what we go through. You could ignore it. I see people still going on vacations. They don't they don't care. I see people having parties. They don't care. I still I remember one time I was in high school. High school. This is and this is how I know everything is changing. High school. I went to it was after prom. A couple of white friends. Uh, they they rented out the uh a beach house. I had my friend who was black and my other friend who was Spanish. We went to that beach house thinking that these are our friends. As soon as we get there, they looked at us like we was going to steal something. Think about it like that. We looked at it was steal something. We felt so uncomfortable. They watched us. They looked at us. Thought we was going to steal something. I said before, I don't know if it's they, to them, we're not equal. They only have friends with it. We're like the token. That is exactly, exactly what people think of us. You'll have friends. They'll be friends with us only at work, but never invite you to your house. Yeah. Think about it like that. Your friends, I have, I have a lot of white friends. I haven't had one invite me to the house yet. Think mm-hmm. about it like that. Mm-hmm. So, as I said before, I actually was arguing with someone on Facebook. They said, I remember you from back in the day when we used to go to hang out together. Mm-hmm. Think about it. I, hey, you're, you're in the same state, and I still haven't went to your new house. This mm-hmm. is college. College is a little different. You know, and, and I get it. A lot of people are pro-police, pro-whatever. Hey, albeit, but right is right and wrong is wrong. No matter how you pull it, a 17-year-old should never have a gun. 
A 17-year-old should never have a gun. If I had a gun on a 17, I guarantee I wouldn't be in this earth. If I was 17 and I went to a protest walking around with a gun, I guarantee you I would never be in this earth because people get shot for less. I remember so, uh, the teenagers called the cops saying that they was getting uh, abused. They was getting uh, mocked. The cops thought they was the abuser. So don't tell me that they think of us the same. Equal. Equal. So, as I said before, it, it, this, it has to change. Nancy Pelosi, Schumer, you had to change. The only way you do it, you got to get out and vote. You got, it got to change. We have so many senators. I might even talk about the president at this point. We have so many senators and governors out there that have been there for so long, 30 years sometimes, 20 years, and they still haven't done one thing. But when political season comes along, they'll say they do this, they say they do that. This is political season. You think that we, we really want to vote for Biden? Think about how, what, what is this, this president's role. You really think that we really want to vote for Biden? No. Trump is the lesser of the two. And we have, we have two choices that we don't even like. He tried to save face by picking Kamala Harris as a vice president. But obviously at the end of the day, it doesn't work. We need to change. Probably we need to start getting our black sisters part of the governor government instead of you know, as black men bringing it down and bringing them down say hey we can't make them in government because you know what we, something needs to change something needs to change it hurts me that a 17 year old actually uh killed two people because you know young adults at the moment is actually doing really well because they know what the, what is in the future i was very proud when a lot of young adults protest because at the end of the day, you yeah. know, they're our future. They're the future. White, Spanish, black, they are future. These 30 to 40-year-olds, they're not our future. They have a lot of power, and then that's a problem. That's a big problem. I just wanted to get off that, that off my back. What I find more disturbing than anything is that he was 17, and he knew how to use the gun. So it wasn't like he, maybe he just went and found the gun and came out. It showed there were the videos showed where, you know, somebody's trying to get the gun off of him and then they're kind of like rumbling a little bit. But he gets up, he was able to pinpoint aim and he shot. He killed two people. Two people. So a 17 year old that knew how to use that rifle, you know, it wasn't a handgun. I mean, he knew how to hold it, how to walk with it, move. And then the most disturbing part is that the police officer that was there. Drove by, you know, as he's walking with the rifle, you know, expecting him to just do whatever he was there to do. Like the the intention was there from him, and the police officers obviously know that he wasn't there just to scare people off. He was going to use it, and I think at that moment, I think he probably did use it right from the beginning, you know. But he knew how to use. It. So you got to figure this is not a seventeen year old that just discovered the gun. He's had it, you know, and he's been, you know, at least we would think, used it before. I see um, a lot of things circulating that him, it's a picture of him uh, cleaning a, a business, a wall or something like is that. that what, is that what he said or is that what the It's a lot, it's a picture was, out there. Because there was, there was, he was with other people from my understanding. Well, there's a lot of pictures out there because they're, they're trying to depict him as a, a patriot. Yeah. That's exactly what the problem is. Picture him as a patriot. Ted Bunny was doing a lot of pictures too of uh, him doing dishes. Mm -hmm. You see, uh, who was it? <laughs> the, who was it? Um, 
Marilyn, uh, what's that Manson? guy? Marilyn Manson? Oh, no, Charlie no. Manson? Charlie Manson. Oh, the cold. Yeah, oh, the cold. He was doing a lot of good things, California. too. I see a lot of pictures of him doing crazy stuff, too. Oh, big but, time. But still, yeah, this guy's a patriot. In their mind, this this guy's a patriot. A 17-year-old with a gun is a patriot. And then the sheriff pretty much just came out with this, that speech. Like, it, like, the problem wasn't him. The problem was the protesters that were there beyond the curfew. Beyond the curfew. So it's... The people that got shot, it's their fault. They shouldn't have been there at that moment while he was there. Well, wasn't he out there at the same time? Didn't he have? If a, my son, if my son left uh, left the house, sneaked out the house at eight p.m. and he get a speeding ticket, it's past his curfew. You think it still won't be a problem? You think I'm going to say, hey, since he passed the curfew and other people was driving, mm-hmm. it's not his fault? It, it is an issue. It's an issue, and and that's kind of where we are at, at you know today where we have been for years, that system, the systemic racism where it doesn't just start from just people, the, com- the people, the civilians, it goes above us, you know, to the people that are over there overseeing, you know, whether it be the sheriff or police officers, it's almost like they get a pass, you know, to do whatever that they want. And then they'll continue to do it because they'll know they get a pass from whoever the higher-ups are, you know, whether it be their district attorney, you know, whether it be their governor, maybe the mayor, they're all giving them a, a pass once they do things like that. It just needs to stop. At the end of the day, you need to acknowledge what's going on and stop justifying everything that's going on right now. I have more justification on my timeline than acknowledgement on my timeline. It just needs to stop. Regardless how you feel, right is right and wrong is wrong. Our black people are getting killed. Our black people are getting, I say it again, our black people are getting killed. And whether you like it or not, they are getting killed. And nothing is changing. We could do all these protests. We could a lot of NBA players are sitting out right now, or they they took two days, but nothing changed. The only way we change is vote the people out of government, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's senators, governors. They've been there too long. They're not changing. If you think about it, whether it's Democratic or Republican, they're not changing anything. We need to vote. Vote the right way. Vote for your city. Vote for your town. Vote government. Vote for your state. And then call people out on their bigotry. Mm-hmm. Don't say, hey, I know that guy for so long. Call them out on their bigotry. It happens. It's nothing's changing. You got a lot of people are secret. You know, sometimes education is the best way of actually acknowledging something. I'm not saying that you have to donate anything or anything. Like giving money away does not help. Acknowledgement. Education helps. I wish that they divest the police, not defund the police, divest the police. Put stuff in our urban communities. Yeah. Keep in mind, some of the urban communities, the white people come as well. Keep stuff to our urban communities. Like I see so many craziness happening in this world and it, it keeps on happening. The only difference is that we now is recorded. We can see it now. Yeah. Imagine the people who haven't got it recorded. How many people have been killed? And don't come up to me saying, oh, Chicago, this, or, or he should have res- he should have not resist arrest, or he should comply. Because mm-hmm. at the same time, a lot of people comply and they still die. But what happens to Breonna Taylor? She was laying down. Yeah. What happened to Breonna Taylor? What happened to that girl who that that cop who said she was going? She thought it was her apartment, and she just shot at the man. What happened to him? Yeah. Cash. <laughs> what what happened to to Mayor Rice? What he was doing? Playing cops and robbers. Think about it. 
playing cops and robbers. A child. A child. And I still, you know what it is? I don't know if we should supposed to get rid of the union for police officers. Is that the only way they, soon something happens, the, the police officer union just kind of mm-hmm. defends them. And I get it. I get it. But at the end don't of the hold day, them accountable. It, they, they, it doesn't hold accountable. Some people, I guarantee you, some people get life in prison, murder, felony murder. I see a lot. Of, I tell you, I told you the story already. I was 14 years old. I was with a couple of my white friends. And I was on the I was on the street, and the sidewalk had it was about four people. It's not that much room in the sidewalk. I was walking on the street, and they the one who locked me up for jaywalking. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me it doesn't happen. It happens to everyone. Jaywalking. A student. These were the white were white friends. There was an A student. Jaywalking. Yep. If it was, I was so smart enough to fight it. It probably I would probably have that little ding. When that three strike rule comes, something never happens. What if I got into a fight? They already put assault. That's one thing. Nowadays, people smoke weed. I have I don't smoke weed, but people smoke weed. What if I was with someone who smoked weed and I got caught? That's strike two. That's right. Something else happened. Will look at people Willie in the city. The strike. They they some people call that that strike three. Guess what? Now I'm in the system. I remember in Georgia, I got a. a a uh, probation for a speed ticket. A speeding ticket. Probation is not fun. Probation is not fun. I had to call someone. I'm in college. I got to call someone for a speeding ticket. Speeding ticket. Uh, every time. I couldn't imagine what happens every day with someone who has probation. All for smoking weed, fighting, without shooting, fighting. Imagine that. So don't tell me. Systemic racism is alive. How come... A lot of people in prison in Hawaii, about 75 to 80% is black. Free labor. Free labor. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you not a lot of white men go to prison. You know why? Because they always they have to get rehabilitated. They'd rather, they'd rather put them a house arrest or some type of counseling. But us, hey, life in prison. Watch verse 48. Watch verse 48. You'll see a lot of, you don't see too many white. The reason why they depict those black men as danger because you see on first forty eight, you see on Chicago, LA, you see on every type of new, and you see them. It's all black. So what what can a white a white person say? I don't see my kind over there, but I always see a black kind over there. What do you think? I see white ladies, white men play with tigers, play with vicious dogs, play with snakes. Mm-hmm. They don't bad eye, but if a black man walking down the street, they cross the street. Did that even make sense? No. Because they viewed this as a weapon. Or as pawns. It's either one. Either one. Weapons or pawns. So, it's crazy. I just don't get it. So, you would think uh, at this point, uh, after um, the George Floyd incident, you would think at this point things would get better. It just seems to just stay the same. It's like the more things change, the more they stay the same. So, I agree with you what you said, D. I think it starts like looking at who your local representatives are, you know, the officials that essentially makes changes or you can vote on to make the changes that's going to be necessary. It's the ones that will hold whoever is accountable, whoever needs to be uh, held accountable for what they're doing. And it starts in your local government. It has to because it's not going to change unless we change something. Go out and vote, people. Go out of vote because I can I can tell you this we we can't survive another four years of this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Guys, I don't even think we can survive 
<laughs> four years of Biden either. But at the end of the day, <laughs> the less of the two. Go yeah, out and vote. Less of the two evils. Go well, out I don't know. With Kamala Harris, I think. I she, hope so. Well, I, I mean, so. she was involved, at least uh, as a district attorney. She was involved in trying to come up with different, you know, methods, you know, to reform the kids and the violence that was in uh, One can only hope. That's all I care. But as I said before, it's, just, it's getting bad to worse. I don't like it. It's getting bad to worse, and I wish uh, wish things would change pretty soon. Hopefully it'll change, you know. I'm more optimistic about certain things in life. I, I, I do like I do like how uh, they they purposely and a lot of different news state news stations show the three officers that were involved in the shooting. You know, the two males and the female, they show their faces, who they are, their names. Uh, right now, they, I, I believe they're on administrative leave. I believe, uh, is that non-pay or is that pay? It's pay. Most of the time it's pay. Yeah, because I know, uh, I mean, we're going years ago, but when um, you, know, you had, like, you know, the teacher that slept with the, the underage kid, remember that? Mm-hmm. And I think Seattle yep. was it. Uh, it was paid leave from what I could remember while they investigate the whole situation. Yeah. And then eventually when she got fired, then obviously then that's where it stopped. But um, so I don't know if these are, if they're on paid leave, uh, administrative paid leave, but um, the, the things we know who they are. And I don't see something happening to them right now, you know, which is a problem because it's almost like they're going to kind of wait, drag it out, you know, kind of get different sides of story. There's, what, what sides is there? It's, it's on video. Yeah, there's the shot. He four bullets in his spine. He's paralyzed. You know, the knife wasn't in his hand, regardless if he was trying to find it or grab it or whatever. At that moment, the guns are always gonna win. You know. Yeah, as I said, they. But that's the problem right there is the fact that they're they're on leave. I understand, but it's just the investigation is going on. You know, we're we're about what five four days since the incident, right? It was Wednesday, right? So four days since the incident. No, three days. It was Tuesday. Was it Tuesday night? Uh, it, was, it was before that. Was oh, okay. Before so, that, yeah. all right. So, where, and you're telling me at this point, they haven't, unless they're just not going to explain on, um, you they're know. They're not going to explain it. And say anything. They're to, not going to explain it. Just know, like, uh, it's one of those things, they, they're trying to make it go away. Yeah. 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 Wisconsin's been, it's, it's not that much black folks in Wisconsin. Yeah. So, they're mm-hmm. trying to make it go away. But, uh, let's see, let's go into Fells 5. I think that's probably will cheer me up a little. Yeah, okay. Let's go into Fells 5. All right. Yeah. Hashtags fellas five to another edition of the fellas five. All right, let's get it. Number five. So the day has come, and that day was June 28, the release of Madden 21. I mean, I played Fortnite, I played Fortnite. Uh, Call of Duty is a great game. We all know that. But my cup of tea, my cup of coffee, my water, whatever it may be, is Madden 21. That's what I love. That's what I love. Madden just released. Unless you got the three-day early uh, pre-registration, because you know, I know it's a lot different now. Now you have to register for it, and you have to pick it up on that day. But um, otherwise, it's back. So uh, here, I'm not going to go over all the features that Madden 21 has, but here's like the kind of like the... The highlights of the game. So we know Lamar Jackson. He has a, a ratings, I believe, a 98 or 99. That's crazy. I think Michael Vick had the same thing years back. You know, that's outstanding. They have like the new yard mode, which is pretty cool. If you all remember uh, NBA ballers back in the day in the park mode in 2K, it's very similar. It's like a, a pretty cool out backyard. Um, 
three on three, I no, six on six, I believe. Uh, they've added that, which is really cool. You know, the gameplay is obviously a lot better. Uh, different joysticks move. They've added uh, the Washington football team. But I can't wait. I love Madden. I play with my boys, you know, back and forth. Sometimes for free, sometimes for the dough, you know. But love Madden. Glad it's here. Number four, Cliff Robinson. He just, he, he passed away, you know, uh, very tragic. Uh, former NBA player. He died at 53. Uh, if if y'all don't know who Cliff Robinson is, uh, a few highlights I can pinpoint on his career. The first thing he was, if I'm not mistaken, the first to to make wearing a headband popular. So before you had the LeBrons and the Carmelos wearing the headband, it was Cliff Robinson. He started that trend, you know. Uh, God bless to him and his family. Um, you know, rest in power, you know, but uh, he had a, a long 18-year career. You know, I picture him with that Portland Trailblazers jersey, him with Clyde and Clyde the Glide. Uh, interesting fact, he had a streak of 461 straight NBA games played. That's incredible. That's equivalent of a little bit over five and a half years of playing every single game. Kai, <laughs> like think about that, five and a half. Kyrie Irving plays about 30 games per season and he gets hurt. Ben Simmons jumps on the court and he already has a tweak somewhere. Russell Wilson and uh, Westbrook uh, seems to get hurt every year. That's incredible. That's incredible. Five and a half years. You know, let's get it. Number three, sports. You know, so with the whole Jacob Blake, uh, what I find to be very uplifting is that he's not, his his family, him, is not dealing with this on his own. You know, his family is there supporting him, but more than anything else is that sports is supporting him. Sports is supporting the cause. You know, the activism that we talked about in previous episodes, they've taken it to a whole nother level. This past Wednesday, the NBA, starting with the Milwaukee Bucks, boycotted the playoff. They refused to go on the court. They refused to play any games until there was something done. Otherwise, more voices are heard. You know, what I find to be the best part of all this is that the other sports league joined in. MLB, uh, some of the some of the teams also didn't play their games. Uh, the Marlins and the Mets, I, they had a 42-second moment of silence um, and then left the field. Even NFL and in, in NFL, you know, they have really stepped up in the previous years. We know about the whole Kaepernick incident, you know, where he took the knee and then, you know, other players took the knee. And then at that point, they were blackballed. So the uh, NFL uh, held some practices uh, all throughout uh, Thursday. Uh, you had some coaches speak, you know, the camera so everybody can watch, you know, how they felt about the, the situation, what was going on. And then uh uh, in the future, for uh, for furthermore to come, as the NFL said that they're gonna um, release some content in week one of the NFL season, you know, something towards uh, social activism, you know, to express the change that's needed. That was number three. Number two, you know, uh, D, so perfectly mentioned earlier uh, with Jacob Blake and how this is just continuing. It didn't it didn't start last year. It didn't start five years ago. You know, uh, as you referenced, he, even when at 14, he was going through this and years before that. So, you know, this is just another name that we're adding to the list of the injustice that goes on throughout the country. It hasn't changed. You know, the more things somewhat change, but it's really more staying the same. You know, and Jacob Blake, you know, 20 year old, 29 year old male shot in front of his kids that was sitting in the back seat, kept on shooting. So it wasn't one or two shot seven times. 
uh, you know, for all the what they're saying is that he's paralyzed from the waist down. Uh, it's just it's and and through it all, and it seemed the whole start of it was he was actually trying to start stop a fight between some females. You know, regardless of his record, you know, his criminal record, whatever it may be, no man deserves to get shot seven times in the back in front of their kids, no matter where, as they just turned around walking to their car. Nobody does. And then number one. Chadwick Boseman, you know, Black Panther, great movie, but it's really not about Black Panther. It's about who he was. It's about the man who played so prominent figures in history. You know, as I mentioned, Thurgood Marshall earlier, uh, James, um, excuse me, Jackie Robinson, uh, James Brown, just it's outstanding. And, and furthermore is how he contributed to kids that were that had cancer you know how he's able to keep it quiet from the rest of the world and he was just there you know suffering but also contributing to help kids that did have the actual disease and and the illness and you know and we lost them you know uh, 43 years young and, and just to kind of put it in perspective a little bit is that the first black superhero came out in 1969 falcon 1969 the, the most recent is Black Panther. Now, in between those two superheroes, how many more can you name? I can name maybe a couple. You know, I can name Spawn. I can name Luke Cage. I can name Storm. I can name Green Lantern. Because they're, they're not shown on TV that much. They're not, sh they're not put in those, like, prominent roles in movies. You know, great actors, you know, Michael Jai White played Spawn. Michael Coulter played Luke Cage on Netflix, you know, a great series. And it's, they've ended it, but it was a great series. Wesley Snipes, he played Blade. Uh, Halle Berry played Storm. But no, nobody, I don't think anybody captured our hearts, our mind, our eyes the way Chadwick did. You know, the way he took that character, made it into something that was influential to the old, to the young, and had a message, you know. And it's very sad, you know. There's been a lot of deaths in 2020. Kobe Bryant... That was tough. This one, heartbreaking. And that's my fellas five. So fellas, fellas five. Oh man. Twenty twenty hasn't been a good year. Twenty twenty has been a good year at all. You'll think that is what is about three more months left. And we still have three more months left. So now we have Halloween. Yeah. We have Christmas. So Thanks, you can Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving, thank you, and Thanksgiving. So we have three, we would think, uplifting times. You know, you and your kids, me and my kids, and we'll see how Halloween comes out this year with the, you know, old people and young people all trying to you might have to cancel engage Halloween. together. As, that, uh, you know. Halloween will get canceled? Uh, well, I don't think it'll get canceled because, I mean, kids wear masks anyway. Sure. You know, they're going to wear it. The problem is that, uh, you know, throughout the years, is that you're going to people's doors. You know, are people going to be scared to open the door? How do they know the kids have it or don't have it? Yeah, true. You know, you're, true. You're, and, and on average, you got to assume you're seeing at least 20, maybe 25 kids per house, right? Each yeah. one, right? So then you got to figure, you're going to open up the door to these kids. Now, each kid it may have somebody else with them, a parent, yep. a brother and sister. So now yep. you're multiplying that, you know? So it's it's going to be tough. It's They're not going to cancel it. I think but people I think just got to be tough. safe. People just got to be safe. Got to be safe. Yeah, definitely got to be safe. 
uh, and then Christmas. <laughs> we'll see how shopping goes. That's going to be the top. I wish part. that's canceled. So I don't have to pay no money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never know. You might get your wish. Did it? Uh, Black Friday was already uh, canceled for Walmart. Well, school's, uh, Walmart? school's delayed right now, about two yeah, or three weeks, right? About two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is some, some schools out there that are giving uh, parents the choice where they can do distance learning true, or they can true. do the, 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 the physical learning at the, at the actual classroom. The only thing you, uh, for at least my school, that I have to pick one or the other. They, I, would, I would do the physical. Whatever I pick is whatever I pick. Uh, I feel like physical would probably be more easier for the child. Yeah. But I know that uh, a lot of people are scared right now. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't learn. I'm scared. I, yeah. I don't know if they learn as much. So you made a, gr- a good point. And uh, uh, this guy I was talking to the other day kind of said something very similar where he said, the problem that I have is... Uh, you know, I don't want my kids to be at risk because, you know, if they contact it, they can spread yep, it. Well. Yep. But my other issue is that how can my my child learn how to deal with society and people if they're not in a classroom with people? Yep. Right? So you can imagine, you know, being at a group. So let's say you bring your, your child to a birthday party or whatever for a neighbor or something that, you know, and then they're surrounded by kids, but they don't know how to really like blend in mm-hmm. and how to actually react to kids because they've never been in a group like in a classroom. Or recess or whatnot, so it's kind of like an awkward tension, you know. And, yep, yep. And you well, know. you got eighteen years to kind of teach in a way, but it starts young too. You yeah. Gotta, well, at, at, by eighteen, you know, you got to teach in a way. You got to mm-hmm. teach in a way because after eighteen, you. I was on my own after eighteen. Yep. I was on my own after eighteen. Yeah. But eighteen, you got to teach in a way. What about the What about the friends that you've uh, met? Oh, you know what? What about them? I don't know. Well, these. My question you is: You're on your own, but at the same time, you, you still met friends along the way. Will you tell your kids not to hang out with certain people? Depends on who that person is and why, and that's the case. Like my dad, uh, like so. Listen to that. So one of my best cousins, you know, love him to death. He was a troublemaker, you know, and anytime I got in trouble, he was there, and I was just following, you know, chilling with him. And he would always tell me, "Don't hang around with him." I still did it. Yeah, you know, he just he never would come to my house to pick me up, mm-hmm. but I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to the courts. I still hung out with him. You know, kids lie. He, w- he was right not to, but yo, it's my cousin. I love him, yeah. so I still hung around with him. So yeah, you could tell your kids, but they'll still do it. Yeah. So, so some I, friends will get you in trouble though. Yeah, you'll get you in trouble. I st- I, I would do it. I would still tell my kid not to hang around with such a person if they're that that influence. Is that bad? What I feel like my kid can't make their own mind, mm-hmm. you know, and otherwise like be able to kind of handle themselves. I would say, hey, don't hang around with them. But you would figure if you raise a kid right, you would hope they made the right decisions. Hopefully. That's not always the Hopefully. case. Obviously, that's not always the case. Some people have they have to kind of go through their trials and tribulations, and then they'll understand the decision they made. I know people who do that. You got to go through the ups and downs, and then they learn. Then they learn. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I always wonder. My kids have uh, cousins and stuff, and I don't know if um obviously I know of the cousins, but some of them I be listening on Fortnite, I be hearing the craziest stuff. Oh sometimes. yeah, sometimes I worry, yeah. sometimes I do worry, but I gotta let them learn who to hang out with and who to be with and things like yeah. that. You never want to kind of go in the middle of that type of situation because mm-hmm. you know usually when you go in the middle, they just actually gravitate towards the bad yeah. <laughs> of that situation. So. I, you know, it's, it's, like it's, it's tough. It's like, it's like their friends is, is like a, a piece of who they are. Yep. And your parent is just your parent. So yeah. they're going to gravitate to, like you said, 
to whoever the kids are because they kind of look at them like, hey, that's like me. As bad as they may be, when they, they can do it. Funny how that works. After, like, when they turn 25, they start getting better with the parents. They it start, has to, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. It's uh, just... It's just well, because your brain, right? Your brain yeah. changes, right? Or so they, you, or you, and learn, you learn off the world, right? Or they probably don't see their parents as much, mm-hmm. and then that's when they kind of yeah, you think they just develop into like their own persona. Yeah, like, this is who I am, yeah. and and they want to see their parents yeah. much because you don't know. You already know. Yeah. <laughs> every day you step on this earth, you're dying much yeah. closer. Yeah, you are. Yeah. So course, at the end course. of the day, you're gonna die sooner or later. So, that's yeah. only one shot. You only yeah. have one shot of oh, life. Yeah, that's it, so. right? And the other thing too, I think your bank account changes too. Oh yeah, yeah. So oh, like yeah. when you're young, yeah, you're, you're like, "Daddy, mommy, I want this, I want that." There's no, you know, no, you're not working, you're not doing so. There's like no nothing, you're not obligated to pay bills or anything. It just keeps coming. As soon as you hit what eighteen, maybe nineteen, you have more responsibilities. You got yep. bills. By the time you hit twenty five, kid, it's all you. All you. So now you can look at it like, "Am I making money?" Or am I losing money? If I'm losing money, why am I losing money? Is it because I'm with this one or is it because I'm with that one or whatever? You know what I mean? And I think well, that's, that, that's the other part too. The bank account changes. That, that's a big Everybody's bank account changes after a certain amount of time. Everyone's bank account, including mine. Yeah, hopefully it changes for the better. Yeah, well, son. <laughs> I ain't playing Powerball, so I, I guess I got to work. Imagine if it does change for the better. Some people don't change for the better. Who knows? Right, but you got to go through those uh, trials and tribulations before you... Uh, Become successful or, you know, before you understand your purpose of life. So I always say, as long as you don't worry about the, the little things, you won't be stressed about the big mm-hmm. things. So don't worry about the little things too often. Just because when that big thing comes up, that's when you start getting really out of pocket and, and very stressed. So I don't worry about little things anymore. Back in the day, I used to. Little things was like. Little things old, like what? Well, like stuff like if I'm missing something mm-hmm. or if. uh so my brother wore my clothes or yeah, something. Things like you. that. I don't care. And then, about. Yeah, now yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like whatever. You know what I mean? Just passing it like that that's not that's not gonna make a big deal through my day. Oh yeah. Well like when yeah. I go to work when customers go crazy and ask stupid questions, I don't worry about that yeah. no more. I got a smart remark mm-hmm. all the time. Of course. I don't but worry about that. You don't that. stress over it. Yeah. It doesn't bother you. Never. It's not changing your 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 how you feel. Nope. Right. Your not outlook of throughout the day. You're not getting bothered yep. by that. Yeah, me too. I don't get bothered. Same by thing. Crazy. I never I never let that really get to me to the point where it's gonna influence how I feel, how my day's gonna be. I never I agree with you. It's like I never thought of it exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't worry about the little things, but I guess I didn't worry about little things. But then again, when I was younger I did worry about little yeah, things. Yeah. You know, I was like, damn, I, I got a green shirt. I need a green shoes with this. And if I don't have that green shoe now, I'm pissed because I can't find it. Like going to the store, and it just like it just it was no. It was like it wasn't important, wasn't relevant. It was just know. dumb. It was, but so looks like uh, Lakers uh, advanced yesterday, huh? Yeah, yeah. The, I I didn't predict that they would. I right. I said game six or game seven. Yeah, yeah. So I was shocked. I was shocked that they, I knew that they, was going to happen. You, you, well, it it was four to one, so that means they finished in, in game five. Yeah, you didn't you didn't think they were going to do in game five? You didn't think that? I thought it was going to be a sweep. Lakers? Yeah, because I got to go back to archives. Did you say that? Oh, you yeah, saying that now? I don't think. No, I thought it was going to be. I never said. Yeah, so you thought of it. But you didn't yeah. say. Okay, because yeah. at the end of the day, Blazers don't play defense. They don't play defense, but remember, remember, as, as I kind of said before, is that Dame and CJ could be Black Batman Robin. Now, mm. what that means is, is that they're two dudes that can fight. Fight, you know, uh, back and forth with Anthony Davis and LeBron. At the end of the day, Anthony Davis and LeBron pretty much can't almost outscore uh, Dame and CJ, right? They can't, right? 
So you got to figure who else is going to step up for the Lakers. You told me you didn't really feel Kuzman was going to step up, right? They didn't have so. Rondo, right? Danny Green is really not an offensive player. So at that point, then you're going fire for fire. And at that point, that's where I said Portland will lose, but Portland could go to six or seven games because fire for fire. The difference is, is the defense that the Lakers could play on the other role players for for Portland, you know? Like a mellow, um, uh, what is that, Nurchik, uh, uh, Juv- Juvik, whatever, you know, the center. There's that center, he he didn't really step up. Yeah, he was because of defense. When I watched him for the like three or four games, he was complaining about fouls more than anything else. He <laughs> yeah, didn't, he didn't step up. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't, I have no faith in them. I yeah. didn't have faith. I had faith in Dame Dame Dollar, but he got, after that he got injured. It mm-hmm. was done. It was done after mm-hmm. that. It so let, let me ask you a question because we talked about this earlier in in the week, the month. Is that we kind of looked at it like whoever's going to win is coming out the West. Yep. So we obviously know Lakers are going to play. Most likely, because uh, they're going to play the lowest seed. So it's not going to be Clippers. So it's going to be between Houston, uh, OKC, because Dallas is not going to win. So they're not going to play Dallas. So it's going to be between OKC and Houston, right? And then they're yep. going to win that. And now, how about this? Uh, Boston swept, right? Swept, yep. mind you. You know, like a Brooklyn team that we thought was good. They swept them. You got to give them props for that. Yep. You have to do it. Yeah, Toronto. No, no. I'm sorry. Toronto swept Brooklyn. My fault. Yeah, Toronto uh, uh, swept Brooklyn, and Boston swept uh, Pacers. Right? Pacers. Yeah. No, no, no. That's uh, Miami swept Pacers. Um, Miami swept Pacers. Why am I drawing a blank right here? Who was um, Boston? Who did Boston play? Um, who did Boston play? Damn. Why am I drawing a blank? Yeah, here? I don't know. But well, let's move on. So Milwaukee swept. I mean, uh, uh, took Orlando to Game Five. So it was four to one. Yeah. So that Milwaukee team kind of looked really good. I didn't think yeah. they were going to uh, only allow – I thought uh, Orlando would have won two games at least, but that didn't happen for my Magic. Yeah, so wasn't but I'm happen. saying, do you feel like the East is actually a lot better than we thought? No. still think it's going to be the same one. Even Milwaukee. with that Boston team? Yeah, Boston doesn't do this every single year. Yeah, okay. Every single year. Then we're going to say it's too – they're too young or something, something. Is Tatum going to be a superstar? Oh, Philly. It was Philly. Oh, Philly. Oh, it's Philly, yeah. It Philly, they, yeah. They, they, Philadelphia, did they win? No, they got swept. They got they swept. Got swept. They got swept. Milwaukee, you can pretty much almost swept magic. Yeah. You can yeah. just you know, put it out there. You can look at Miami. Miami swept Pacers. That yeah. was like no big hey, – Miami swept Pacers so bad – Paces going fire Nate McMillan. Yeah, he had to. How bad do you do that when you already signed the dude to an extension like, you know, three, four weeks before? Did he have a choice? Well, well, the the fact that without Victor Oladipo playing the la- the but it's, latter it's, half it's of the all, season? It's always the same thing every year. It's always an excuse. Well, TJ Warren, he, he was developed. So, it's always an excuse. Always an excuse. But the fact that you have these teams sweeping these other teams... Uh, you know what? My concern has moved up a little bit for the Lakers. It really has. Well, well gonna- Lakers, I have a feeling Lakers going to have a tough time on the next series. Obviously, it's going to be either OKC or Houston. Yeah, I think they might have a tough time, but I still think they'll prevail. It's mm-hmm. when they, um, regardless of the Clippers versus Dallas, it's when they go against those two. That mm-hmm. might be an issue. Mm-hmm. Or even Utah, because Utah is doing really good. Mm-hmm. That might be issue. So you, well, it, yeah, well, so, Utah has an actual center to yeah. kind of. The problem put, is put they like on and off, but yeah. it might be an actual issue. That's why I think. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Clippers, it might be an issue with Clippers too. 
Um, Clipper, I think still Clippers gonna be Clippers. Are, are, are they should have been more dominant? In my yeah, opinion. it just yeah. Obviously they on a slump. You know, Paul George was really on a slump. Yeah, he's on but a slump. Big time. I still think they they're gonna yeah. come out. Dallas is the number one offensive team. People yeah. tend to forget mm-hmm. that they're no one offense. They don't play. They don't play too much defense, and they give up a lot of leads. Yeah. But they're number one offensive team. So Clippers are are facing a seven seed that really. She probably shouldn't be a seven seed. I would agree. Yeah, I mean, I don't so, know at what point they really started to lose enough games to drop to the seventh spot because I know they were somewhere around six or five at some point. It, it was tight. It was a tight. So, it's so only they, they dropped from seven, two so to seven. Is only six games behind. Yeah. So it's not. It was yeah, tight. Right. Yeah, so so. It's, it's not one of those things. That's why I say Dallas is tough. Look at uh, Utah. Utah is beating Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Utah, Denver. Well, Denver just made a little comeback. Yeah, but Denver three did, to two. No, three, that's three not to really two. a comeback. Three that's to two right now. That's really it was, not a comeback. Huh? That, that's just huh? winning one game. Yeah, okay. Like winning a game that they're supposed to win. They they was down a lot in that game too. Yeah. So think about it. It's a three seed versus a six seed. Yeah. So, well, the, the other thing too, I mean, the seeds don't matter at this point, does no, it, right? No, it they, doesn't they, And I, maybe this is part where uh, Dallas – Really had an opportunity to kind of like show because they didn't have to worry about the the Laker fans in the forum. They didn't have to worry about that. Nope. You know, or state was it Staples Center now? So they didn't have to worry about those type of fans. So they were they were just playing in a neutral place, and I think that's probably where the difference is. I think that's why you had the advantage a little bit more to the the Mavericks than normally would be. Yep. But with that said, I still think it's going to be Clippers. <laughs> I think it's going to be Lakers. I don't care about yeah, but Utah. I Even still though think, Utah is scarier. Yeah. Scarier than we thought. Because I still think never Clip- should have beat them. It's going to be Clippers versus Lakers. Yeah. And I still think Clippers going to mm-hmm. prevail that one. Mm-hmm. Even it's though just, Houston does look like it's that you know that, that bug, right? That just annoys the, the, the shit out of you. Houston, and you o- just can't get them. OKC, they're great and all, but they don't have no offense. No. That's, that's their problem. So, no offense, and they really play. Who's the go-to guy over there? Only Chris Paul. They try to yeah, say say Alexander, but he's he was off yesterday. What they was cooking him and, up, and he's still young. Who's yep. his second year? He's still young. It, it's a, they don't have a go-to offense. They don't. Uh, you got Chris Paul there, and it's a lot. It's a lot of young cats. So um, and they play small balls just like uh, Houston. So once Houston gets to that, that so they play in Lakers. You can't get that much rebound with Lakers, and they but Lakers play at least good defense. They was number one efficiency in defense, so it's, it's gonna be one of those things. So at the end of the day, it's gonna be stopped. And then uh, Rondo, he should be making a comeback somewhere yeah, in the second Rondo, round. Rondo, I know a lot of people say playoff Rondo, but at the end of the day, he he's an well, offensive liability as well. Well, the the difference is is that he can take some of the minutes away from LeBron. I think that's the objective. Yeah, is yeah. that he's not gonna go in to essentially make a difference on the offensive scheme. He's there to take some pressure off LeBron when the Lakers have a lead. Yep. Because when we watch that game. This last game against Portland, you got to figure, Portland did not have Dame. Yep. It was CJ. He had to step up. And until you get until you got to that fourth quarter, it was pretty close. It was. Because LeBron, as he was playing, he's over there trying to play defense, playing offense, trying to construct the different plays. Everything they're going to do, he had to be on the court. Because they, because you don't want Dame to come back, even though I know there's certain like criteria to coming back, how much you have to quarantine. They didn't want Dame to come back to a later series. So LeBron was playing all the time, the majority of it. That's what Rondo does. And I, that's how important I think Rondo will make this team to take some of that those yeah. minutes from LeBron. But at the end of the day, they, they've been having issues scoring. So Rondo, obviously Rondo's going to do his thing. But it's still, uh, if playoff Rondo comes along, that's, that's going to happen. But I still think they're going to have issues with uh, a team that actually know how to score. Mm-hmm. They're going to have issues with a team that knows how to score. And Rondo's a champion. Yeah. He's always got to kind of... 
Yeah, I know Danny's one too, Danny Green. But I mean, Rondo's a champion. Sometimes yeah. when you have that championship, I think that's why uh, Tom Brady is is like he's gonna go to Tampa. And yeah, we know he's gonna be good. He has all the weapons, but he's a champion, right? He's yeah. gonna go in there and he's gonna help this team look at it as if, hey, we can be a champion. I think that's what Rondo does. Well, at the end of the day, they they um they want his championship pedigree. Um, just like how Tom Brady, everybody think they're gonna go to Super Bowl for some reason, and they're not really looking. Yeah, they they not really looking at the big picture. It's a NFC is totally different than AFC. Tom Peters had trash people in the AFC <laughs> on their on their day. Right there. <laughs> so NFC, who they have? They have uh. What's in Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Oh, and that, uh, yeah. So you have uh, New Orleans. You yep. have um, Carolina, Carolina Panthers, yep. and, and Atlanta, and the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a tougher division. It is tough. Now, at least you know by paper it's tough. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't know how Atlanta. Sometimes Atlanta just come out of nowhere, just don't do nothing. Then you mm-hmm. have uh, you have Carolina. We don't know what the quarterback situation, what's going to happen mm-hmm. there. Although, because Teddy, well, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater play, is is still showed new. pretty good with uh, yeah. Saints last year. Still new. And then you well, know yeah, you got the pretty much the best running back. Oh, yeah, and then you have New Orleans, New Orleans over here. New Orleans looks solid yeah. as can solid, be. Solid, but how many times? How many years Drew Brees has? One or two more years? Uh, he has three. But if you're talking about how the how much he fell relevant, off last year, he, well, uh, he got hurt. He got hurt. So even if to, even if no, he got hurt. So yeah. when you when you get injured, sometimes it takes a little bit. Back. Even if I no, say he has no. three years, two of those three, uh, he'll be in in that top fifteen rank. Of the 30, Q, uh, 30 QBs the next two years, he'll be in the, that top half. Yeah, well, I guess after that, the third year, he'll be in that bottom. You're more half. optimistic than me, but whatever. That's how well, you, all you, the you, weapons are there, my friend. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, you're telling me yeah. Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. See, that's a problem with a lot Ted of people. Ginn, they they all, make Jared Cook, all these guys. Those, all those weapons give them the yardage? just mask the problem with New Orleans Saints. When did the last time they went to the Super Bowl? The Saints? Yeah. Oh, the Hurricane Katrina year. Yeah. They haven't gone to the Super Bowl. They haven't well, been successful. In their defense, Oh, and yeah. too bad we don't uh-huh. have Sean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have like uh, the coach. Yo, don't over tell here. me that player that p- uh, pass interference is their well, defense. I'm saying in their defense, there were so- certain things that prohibited them to go like forward. Like the catch, Minnesota catch. That was a crazy catch. Yeah, Stephon, or the pass interference. Uh, the question that was with an interference, and you know, I it was. get it was an interference, okay. but at the end of the day, you gave up a lead. Simple, gave up a lead. yeah, simple yeah. and easy. Mm-hmm. That's like uh, that's like uh, when Giants won the Super Bowl. At the end of the day, Patriots gave up a lead. Mm-hmm. This high goes. That's true. That's yeah. true. And so at the end of the day, there's no mm-hmm. excuses in the NFL. The, the the only good thing you can say about about them is that every year they're a contender. And no, if you're yeah. a Saints fan, every year they're a contender. So you got to right. kind of. I don't. I don't um take that away from them. But at the end of the day, he's gonna go down as one Super Bowl. One Super Bowl. Just like Aaron Rodgers. Just like one Aaron Rodgers. Super Bowl. I just don't. I don't one understand all that talent, and you go down with one Super Bowl. I, it doesn't I, make yeah. sense. I can't. I don't understand that either. He pretty much had all the weapons that he's needed throughout the years. It's yeah. Amazing talent. Yeah. I just don't get it. One Super Bowl. Uh, Is it the coaching? That's what I'm thinking in my mind. It got to be the coaching. It can't be the coaching. Because it's the talent there. You got Michael Thomas. Yeah, but it can't be the coaching because the coaching does a great draft of great job of picking draft picks. Yeah, you know, well, Alvin Kamara was a well, third rounder. And in the day, one Super Bowl. You know, Michael well, Thomas, I think he was like a number twelve pick. You're, you're gonna like make that. Eli Manning get more Super Bowls than you. That's a problem. That's a problem. E- Eli, no matter what everybody says, Eli, when the pressure's on, he just performs. Exactly. And I think that was the difference between him and I guess maybe uh, Aaron Rodgers because he didn't perform last year with the 49ers. Yeah, when that he was embarrassing. To. I don't know. With Drew Brees, I, I mean, know. yeah, we can blame all these picks, but I guess. You can. He's a quarterback, right? So if he gets all the yep. glory, you know, he has to take the criticism, right? He definitely does. Sure do. But it's going to be a great football season. Uh, 
with the exception, my Dolphins look good. No, but Dolphin, Dolphin probably win one game. Two game, game, two game if they're lucky. The two is the truth. Yeah, if he plays. Yeah, you want you still want you still want that. Uh, well, you got Tua, but I don't know if he's gonna play this year. He nah, probably nah, pay he's, like he's not gonna play this year. I'll Very limited this year. Uh, Next be, year probably. I'll be happy if they win seven. If games. they win, if they lose, win. Uh, they, I don't think seven games. That's a little tough. I'm like, <laughs> don't put it. They, that, they, they won five games last, last so? year, so they can't so? win an extra game. Nah, nah. Yeah. two games, three games. If they win three games, you should be happy because you guys are gonna Shut get up. a nice little draft so, pick. Who you gonna who you gonna get? Who you need a running back? Why? Actually, that that was as I was watching the draft actually. That was done on purpose. They didn't draft a quarterback, uh, running back. Yep. It was actually for next year because they uh, they picked up uh, Jordan. Was it Jordan Howard? Yep, yep. running back for it's the a Eagles. decent running back. Oh yeah, he's very good. Decent. And then uh, the fastest, you know, recorded on an actual play. Um, uh, what is it, Matt? Uh, the the running back for 49ers was uh, it, uh, Breida. Matt Breida, yeah, that yep. that. 22 and a half mile run yeah. that he did which was I don't, I don't I don't care about fast anymore. Tyreek Hill is probably the only one that's I could say got a lot of hey, respect. You, you, you gotta, look you, at Ross. Look at Ross in Cincinnati. True, true, but you, what you got to do and, uh, and and you'll see it when the time comes is Henry Ruggs the 3rd. The receiver that was no, drafted nice. by the he's by nice. uh, the Raiders I like uh, that Alabama also uh, he is fast. Yeah, he is. He I'm is not gonna fast. lie, he's fast. I like so, that one. So, um, but Oakland's gonna just squander away. I don't know. Yeah, about, gonna, I have no faith in John Gruden. Uh, here's a question, and, and you know, once the fantasy football season comes, and then we're all to ourselves, and nobody's really gonna be helping anybody. But hey, is Antonio Brown gonna get drafted? You see that happening? Which idiot will actually <laughs> draft? If, if he does, I so don't do, know. So do he, you think? Well, first, do you think he does get drafted? Uh, he had and to have six games of suspended before six he goes games to the of game. suspension. And uh, if he why? does, we don't even know what team yet. We don't know. And if he does, is he going to get drafted as a high pick? And when we say high pick, we're talking about a top seven round. Because usually, when you get to the ninth, you might be doing your auto pick, or you might be picking up your nah. defense, maybe. Nah. So usually, a top seven is important. Is a top is an important pick, right? So if he is going to get drafted, which somebody will, because he's not going to drop to a 10th or 11th round. He's not. Is anybody going to be dumb enough, or better yet, or smart enough? You got to, first of all, you got to, you almost got to wait. You you should never draft Antonio Brown. Especially, you don't know team he has. He has to have a six game. No. Which idiot would do it? He might be on a waiver wire. Not even on a waiver wire. He'd probably be in a free agent wire. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? If you feel you're having a good pick throughout maybe the top six, seven, you risk it because you felt you already did all the good picks because somebody else didn't pick somebody else early That's like, or late. Um, I made a mistake of uh, drafting. What's that running back from uh, Cleveland Browns? Uh, Nick Chubb. Nick, uh, no, the other one. Chubb? No, no, not Nick Chubb. The uh, other one. The, who used to play for Kansas uh, City Chiefs. Oh, um, um, starts with a K. Uh, Keyshawn. Is no, what, Keyshawn. Whatever he was. Yeah, yeah. I made a mistake of drafting him because I'm thinking he's coming back in four or five months. Yeah. And he ain't did nothing. Mm. He ain't did not one damn thing. So, no. Yeah, well, because he's part of that committee anyway, though. Yeah. So he wasn't going to be like part of like the main running. He's he was a committee. He was going to be there to do the no third one knew down. Nick, the no blocking. one knew Nick Chubb was going to be that way though. Uh, well, you know, you know, it's funny. Nick Chubb was drafted before Sony Michelle in that in that round, and they both played at Georgia. So um, I like Sony 30, Michelle. Our day thirty was Sony Michelle. So Nick Chubb was like somewhere in the top twenty picks. So he he's, he was a high pick. But yeah, at I the think. end of the day, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Mm. Anyone who coming off of uh, uh, any type of suspensions, injuries, no point of drafting something like that. You know what's a sleeper p- pick that a lot of people should have? 
is uh, my man from Zeckler. Zeckler from uh, Chargers. Oh, Austin Eckler? Eckler. Oh, the running yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah That's yeah. a sleeper pick. Yeah, he's a so sleeper pick. People are um, not going to pick him. He's a sleeper pick. Yeah. Um, the, only, the only issue I can, I can say is that with the rookie, the rookie yeah. that they're going to have, Justin Herbert, yep. is he the type of quarterback that can get you in the in the red zone area enough where he can become relevant? It's because not even that. He gonna be. He's a because type for him to be really good, you have to get those red zones opportunities. But he's a. I don't even care about red zone. He's gonna be a, a kind of running back. that's gonna be a safety net. He's gonna be a lot of flats. Mm-hmm. So think about Probably. it. I, I get it. The, the touchdown is gonna be great. I wish he'll get a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if he gets about ten catches, a hundred yards, mm-hmm. what's that? Twenty points. At the end yeah. of the day, you, that's what you need. Yeah, yeah. Twenty points. Twenty points in a running back yeah. is perfect. I got you. I got because uh, if you get like a twenty point, you, it's not a lot of running backs. Even Saquon Barkley didn't do really do that too much last year. Oh, so okay, because um, I like the it was Kareem Hunt you were talking about yeah, earlier. Kareem right? Hunt. Yeah. So do do you go with Kareem Hunt uh, later on in the rounds, or do you go with Austin Eckler earlier? I, I would go with Kareem Hunt. I do Austin Eckler earlier. No, no, because if if you're going with Austin Eckler, that means that you're not getting a receiver. No, not early. What's a, what's a, I'm doing talk about four or five rounds. Four or five rounds. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I you, agree. Get a, you get a receiver. No. I would get a receiver second, third round. A good receiver. If so he has a, set, a good receiver. The first two rounds, you're going running back. First right? round, you always go running back. Try correct, to go correct. running back. The, the third, you're going a wide receiver. Right? I don't know. You, you, don't yeah, know. Yes, you are. You have to. How you don't you have to. You should. Yeah, if you have Michael Thomas on the board, you go to the Michael okay. Thomas. So, all right. So now, when you get to your fourth pick, I don't know about how you roll, but when I go to my fourth pick... I'm going with a prominent, a good QB, or I'm going the tight end route. So that means my fifth pick, I'm not going for Eckler. I'm not. So how many teams in the NFL? How many teams? 32. 32 teams. So you tell me you want to waste your pick. And I made a mistake one time wasting your pick. Unless you're, my, my you're, third pick. you're definite no, he's going to get 50 touchdowns that season. You don't waste your, your third pick on a quarterback. Yo, your third pick. Should not be a quarterback. Should not be a quarterback unless you have Mahomes and Lamar or Russell Wilson there. You go for him as your third. I would say Russell third, Wilson third over Lamar because people know what Lamar is going to do. Russell Wilson is a consistent mm-hmm. fantasy king. So Mahomes too because Mahomes have something to prove. He didn't really do that much last mm-hmm. year. It, but it, not Lamar Jackson. And if you want to even kind of like get on that like blurred line, you can even go right into the level of um uh, uh was it um uh, I'm drawing a blank right now uh, for the Cardinals. Um, uh, Kyle Murray. Kyle Murray. You might even blur a little bit nah. of him into that nah. that potential. Nah. After that, if if they're gone, then okay, then I can understand. You need at least twenty to twenty five points from your quarterback. You need running backs need to get twenty points. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers need to get twenty five to twenty seven points. Mm-hmm. Tight ends is the the killer. Mm-hmm. Tight ends will make or break your whole season. You and need that, a good tight and end. That's that's why after I pick. See now, people are gonna already know my slim, strategy. As I pick my pickings, QB, that's third or fourth. You I'm need to pick. A, you need to get a uh, a tight end, third or fourth. That's slim pickings on tight end. <laughs> slim pickings. Well, that's my point. You see, you're agreeing with me. I just said that. If, no, you will talk about wide receiver. Oh, no. you talk about quarterback a third and fourth round. That's well, too no, much. no, no. So wide receiver is gonna be your third. That's gonna be your third pick. Number four is. Gonna I think be, tight end's third is, is gonna be your QB. If those guys are available, if they're not available, then you're going to the tight end route, and then after that. Austin Eckler is not going to be there. Also, so that Eckler. means so I mean you have to substitute Eckler for your receiver at the yeah, third pick. Austin Eckler That's not going to be there. It's other choices. You got Mac. You got a lot of choices mm-hmm. that Austin Eckler is not going to be there. I'm you already there. know the top three is going to be either Christian McCaffrey, probably Saquon Barkley. Well, and, automatically. And then uh, it's going to be a Ezekiel. nice. It's going to be. Ezekiel. 
Or is Ezekiel? And and it's not gonna be Alvin Kamara. Yeah. third. he might be, but yeah. somebody that's gonna be a steal too. Because after an injury, he's got something to prove as well. Who? Who? Uh, uh, Kamara. Yeah. It was so. the thing is if you go if you look at Sean Payton's uh, strategy every year is that he's a two headed he has a two headed monster running game. Yeah. You know, so no matter what, it's always gonna be two guys in that backfield. So it's not unlike Saquon and Christian McCaffrey that are just solo running backs. The, uh, Sean Payton Saquon he, he is based double. on What Daniel Jones do You gotta see if Daniel Jones is gonna really Mature enough To actually get some Touchdowns Cause he, he's a he Fumbling king Yeah you know, he's a Fumbling king he He's a, a fumbling, fumbling king, king. Yeah, So at the end of the day Saquon Barkley Was having issues Last year because of that yeah. So it's Everybody knows Just fill up the box And try to blitz a guy mm-hmm. And then get your hands up He could get He could get Throw some dimes but that was his problem. <laughs> Danny dies. Danny right? dies. <laughs> and can. at the end of the day, Saquon is injury prone too. Yeah, don't forget that he was injured a lot last year. He was, but the the difference is that when he came back, he came out like close to a month earlier than the projected time. So it's like yeah. he gets injured, but he yeah. came out pretty uh pretty early. And contract Compared year is what next year? Next year's contract year for Saquon, right? Well, that know. doesn't matter. He's not going anywhere. Giants are not going to be dumb he enough think, to let him go. He's not going to be dumb enough, but he's going to want some money, just like Christian McCaffrey. He's well, going to probably who, want more. Who who's in the contract? I mean, in the in the Giants entire uh, roster. Who is the highest paid at this? Is it, who's the highest paid? Is it um uh, uh, Elvin? Uh, I, not, I mean, not um. Listen, Giants was dumb enough to get rid of Landry. The, the one of the one of the defensive best player, yeah. yeah one of the best defensive players. Did he win defensive player of the year? I'm pretty sure he was on the. Uh, he like, he yeah. was on. Mm. He was dumb enough to get rid of him and put him mm-hmm. to Washington. They're dumb mm-hmm. enough to. They try to save money. They they're, they try to save they money. more invested into quarterbacks than anything else. Um. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Eli did in career. He did make over 200 million in his career. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Eli Manning made over 200 mm-hmm. million in his career. Mm-hmm. So and Eli is, is top five richest quarterbacks in history. But they're not going to be dumb enough to get rid of uh, Saquon, or better yet, not dumb enough not surprised. to pay him You'd be what surprised. he deserves. You'd be surprised how Giants are. I I like I understand the whole Steelers Le'Veon Bell situation. They're not going to pay them. Or they're not going to pay him over fifteen million. I get that. I don't see Giants as being that type of team. They're going to pay Saquon. It. Saquon has been my team for a while. They do that. Mm, they respect yeah. Tiki Barber, but they didn't respect a lot of people. That's why I'm I'm Bradshaw had to leave. Yeah, yeah, big dude. I think yeah. he went to the Raiders or yeah. something like that. Yeah, big, big, so for forty. No, yeah, Brandon, uh, Brandon Jacobs went to 49ers. Bradshaw oh, the, went yeah, to 49, Colts. Yeah, I believe not, he not. went to Colts. Who? And then uh, my Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah, he did go to Colts, but then he had that injury that yeah. year. I think it was a concussion. He played the first or two games. I just don't games. see it. I just and don't then, see it. But that was smart by them because. Well, like I said, first or, first or second game, Bradshaw has some type of concussion or some type of injury, neck injury. He was out for the rest of the year. So yep. they were smart to do that, you know. But at the same time, it's a little bit different. When you look at Saquon, yo, he's like that once-in-a-lifetime type of player. Sure. You know, he's big, he's quick, he can catch, he's agile. agile. I mean, how, how, like, how do you not keep him, you know. as and, and the biggest thing, too, is that now Eli is gone, right? He was yep. the face of the franchise, you know. Now that he's gone, who's really the guy that you're gonna want fans to kind of embrace and and buy the jerseys and and especially when the season comes back in what maybe 2021, maybe 2022. Yep. At that point, the season ticket holders, the players, and the the uh, the free agents and the players you want to come to the Giants, you're gonna do it because they have an elite running game. Well, who knows? Act, we need action, a, we, right? you need the quarterback to be better. No more fumbles. So you don't like Daniel is what you're saying? I like Daniel, but he need to fix his fumbles. Uh, point blank. This is his third year? Is this his third second, year? Second, second year. year. He, was a, he was a rookie last year. Was he that really? Yeah, uh, he did good. As he, a, was hey, he, oh, yeah, he was the, he was the 
fifth, sixth pick. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, nice. yeah, because there was a big controversy going on. Like, why, why was he picked so early and yeah. all of that? So yeah, it's just because the coaching staff liked them. Oh yeah, yeah. Now they got Jason Garrett, so he's supposed to help them out. All right, so I was running running a little late. So just just get out of here. So. As I said before, follow us on Fells Corner Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, on Facebook. Email us. Uh, we're going to do a segment next week is Ask D next segment. Uh, email us for, for all our information um, and ask me some questions. And I'll be here. Uh, keep fighting the fight. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever.